Welcome to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. Araya is an Emmy award-winning TV show host, producer, director, author, and so much more. In 1999, Araya was told she would never speak again after having her left vocal cord nerve removed during cancer surgery. But against the odds and facing adversity head on, she found her voice, literally. And now she uses it to tell great stories of hope and inspiration to help motivate entrepreneurs to earn more, live more, and give back more. Now, let's get celebritized. Now, here's your host, Araya McGarry. Hello again. Welcome to Get Celebritized. I'm your host, Araya McGarry. And today, I'm going to bring on a guest that's really going to give you hope and inspiration so you can earn more, live more, and give more. I have none other than a former NFL cheerleader from the Buffalo Bills, yep, you heard me right, who was confined to a wheelchair in 2005 who served in our U.S. Air Force and Air National Guard. She's a veteran. My hat is off to her, her thanking her for her service. But she found rejection on the outside world when she tried and had to re-enter the, what we call the real world. And she's going to talk about how she survived that re-entry, how and if she got out of that wheelchair and what she is doing right now to help others survive and make it in this world, even if you have to pivot after that pandemic. She has done it all. She has survived it all. She is gorgeous inside and out. I can't wait to introduce you to none other than Crystal or Cruz. Come on down. Hello. <laughs> oh my gosh. Good morning. Good afternoon. Hi, Crystal Laura. It's so good to see you. I'm so glad to have you on my podcast TV show here, Get Celebritized, because I have been a fan of yours for a long time on Clubhouse. As you rock those rooms and you give us hope, hope and you talk about so many really cool things about making it through tough times. And I said, I have got to get you on this show because my viewers and listeners love Inspiration of Hope because... After the pandemic, Crystal, or as you know, so many people are still not out of the dark space. They're still trying to pivot or get up out of their own wheelchair to start walking and running again. So without any further ado, tell us a little about where you are now. Let's get the good news first. Who are you? What are you doing now? Then we're going to backtrack a little bit about some of those obstacles that really almost did stop you. Yeah, so, so great to be here. Thank you so much. So I am Crystal Laura Cruz, CEO of Cruz V Unlimits Consulting, and I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur, life, fitness, and business accelerator. So my mission is to help empower everyone put themselves first for 34 minutes a day so they can reduce the stress and overwhelm and chaos of life and really just embrace it and as you say sir thrive in life it is just my life's purpose to give so much hope and inspiration to others and help i love them that you say multi-purpose multi, what do you say multi-passionate multi-passionate yes love that. that's good and you also say you've got a really good 
And I hate the word pitch, but you have a really good um, incentive for people. And I try to tell my clients this, really give us something juicy that sets you apart, that hits the pain, but makes it doable. So you're talking about this 34 minutes a day thing. Let's Tell me about that, because that really resonated with me. 34 minutes a day. Hmm. If we all want something bad enough. I bet we could find 34 minutes. So you're not just saying we got to solve this huge pain and you're going to get fit. Or you're going to get happy and you're going to solve all your life's problems. You're saying in 34 minutes a day, we can make some good changes. So I want to start right out with that. Yes, absolutely. So I actually authored a book. So it's on Amazon. It's your crystal clear life planner. And through this system that I've developed over the years, of course, it didn't happen overnight, but I trialed the things that would keep me very efficient in the time that I had, right? So we all have 1,440 minutes in a day. And as, as much as I travel all over for the military, I travel to beaches and I'm always, my bags are always packed, right? And so I had to find efficient ways to be able to get things done so that I can start my day off with the right energy and, the, and so I can make the right impact in the world, right? So as a servant leader, as a military leader, we didn't have a lot of time, right? Yeah. So I would be in a hotel room and always traveling. I couldn't always get to a gym. And I, I couldn't, I was paying for a gym membership that just, I never actually used and I, I was traveling. So, <laughs> so I had to figure out a system, right? To be able to stay fit in the military, in the air force, we say we're fit to fight, right? We're fit, to, we're fit for life, right? And so we have standards. And so what I did was I kind of divided this, this 34 minutes into three, three different segments. So we have two minutes in the morning. So I take two minutes with my coffee, I play some music and I just spend that time on myself. And I start with gratitude, goal setting, time blocking and intentions. So social intentions, who am I, who needs me at hundred percent, right? And who can I pour into, who can I reach out to today to just impact and make someone smile today? So those are my two minutes in the morning with my coffee every single morning, all right? and then. 30 minutes of movement. So I teach boot camps and hit, hit and kickboxing sessions. So my workouts are 30 minutes, including warm up and cool down that you can do from anywhere, from a hotel room, from the patio, your kitchen, the hallway, whatever. And then, so 30 minutes of movement, whatever that is for you. It could be yoga, walking, running, uh, hiking, my workouts, great, something else, but sure. at least 30 minutes of movement. And then two minutes of reflection each evening to bookend the day. So we reflect and we celebrate. How did we do today? Mm -hmm. Were we intentional? Did we accomplish everything? What got in the way? What were your and wins, right? Celebrate the, the wins. big wins, the small yeah. wins, and everything in between. Well, Crystal, without mm -hmm. giving them all your secrets, because whether to tap into you, I love that you start your day on purpose. It's just two minutes. We all can do that before our feet hit the ground. If you have to do it before you even get out of the bed, then you have some 30 minutes of movement. And, and it's amazing you're talking about kickboxing when I get to my question in a moment. Then you end the day with what there was, you know, there was a win in there somewhere. As bad as one day might be, you had a win. You're still alive at the end of the day is a win. You're still breathing. You're still here to whether it's a great day, bad day, whatever it is. Um, but you're talking about you're teaching kickboxing and you're teaching exercise and movement. So we're going to have to backtrack a little bit because I really want the listeners of yours to know you shouldn't have been kickboxing. You went from a really great 
achievement. You had one of the top achievements that a little girl could dream of if this is their job, of being an NFL cheerleader for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, not an unknown team by any means. Actually, my best friend's favorite team, team they're from Buffalo. And then you're talking about you were in a wheelchair. Take us through that because that's a real success story right there and people need to get some hope. Now that we know that you're kickboxing, you're a coach, you've got it, you've got it all going on, you're at that success level, but you almost weren't. So let's go back. Yeah, so that was a very challenging time in my life. Uh, actually, I did a runway show during my NFL career, right? So I did a runway show for Spirit Halloween. Uh, it was October 31st, 2005. And a runway modeling show, you mean? Yes, it was okay. a runway modeling show, uh, just a runway show. It was in it was a huge event for mm -hmm. Halloween and all of us cheerleaders were were the models. Right. And so I was a witch, not something I would typically <laughs> dress up as, but that was what they selected for me. So I wore these black stiletto toe toed shoes when they first started coming back out. And I woke up the next day and my right baby toe was about this big, bright red. For those of you who can't see, it was it was like the size of my big toe. And um, it was my baby toe oh, and it was wow. so painful. And in Buffalo, in the middle of a blizzard, you can't, oh, no. I couldn't put a shoe on. And so my doctors, they were like, you have an ingrown toenail, an ingrown nail, go, you know, don't wear those shoes anymore. Stop working out so much, slow down, <laughs> you're doing too much, right? And so I listened for a while until my body started shutting down. So within two weeks, I was unable to walk. Oh, wow. So it started pain in my knees, both of my knees, both of my shoulders. I ended up with lockjaw for three months and I landed in a wheelchair for six months while they tried to figure out what was wrong with me. What was it? Severe rheumatoid arthritis. Seriously, it showed up like that? Just all yeah. of a sudden? And at the young age of 22, I wasn't you know, an adolescent and it wasn't geriatric, so they it wasn't on their radar at all. And, and so, I, I spent six months in a wheelchair where they poked and prodded. I ended up having to take a chemotherapy pill and steroid injections um, to be able to walk. And, and unfortunately at that time, I, I, I was in the military as well. Uh, so I joined in 2002, right after 9-11 and that medication ended up disqualifying me from military service. So they, not only was my NFL career was, was over, my running, I was a runner, I was a sprinter in high school and college as well. So I could no longer run. They said my military career was over. And I, at the young age of 22, at the height of my career, I, what I thought right at the time, I was in my senior year of my undergrad. So, so much greatness and then so much despair all at once. I was also in a very abusive relationship at the time too. So not only was I getting beaten up professionally, but personally and Were you, married? you know, it was just a Were you married? Time. No, I was with a long-term um, okay. so friend at the time. Yes. Wow. Wow. So you really had the bottom come out from under you. So you're at your height and then the bottom gets dropped out at that young age too, Crystal Laura, and you're just, you still look like you're 22. So it still boggles my mind that you were that young <laughs> 20 years ago. Oh my gosh. I want to do whatever you're doing with skincare and the whole nine yards, the healthy lifestyle. Um, and the bottom drops out though, when you're really young, which is 
I think harder when you're older, we have a little bit more coping skills sometimes. We've been through some things. Sometimes our obstacles, okay, here's another obstacle. We have some practice under our belt, right? But you're 22 and you're young. So now what happens to you mentally, emotionally, spiritually when that is happening and you're 22 thinking, well, I was here. Now my life seemingly looks over. What helped you? What helped you get through that? And how did you get through that? So one of the things is reading and researching the power of anti-inflammatory diets and movement. I actually read Arthritis for Dummies, and that gave me some uh, the science behind what was going on in my body. And it's fun. I just want to share this because knowledge knowledge is power. It really is sometimes. But what I realized was back then I was not fueling my body properly. I was running it, running it ragged as much as I was at the top in the height of what I thought my life was and the pivotal point of my life, right? At young age, young age of 22 being in the NFL, I, I, I didn't have a good relationship with myself and my self-worth and my confidence. Yeah. My confidence was sort of there, but I didn't have a voice. And so when I look at pictures now, because it was in 2005, Facebook wasn't a thing, right? So I don't have memories from then, right? So I'm looking at physical pictures and I look at them and I see so much hurt and pain in that girl. And and I just want to share that because as much as we like to see the highlight reel of the perfection and everything that happens, whether it be on this show or on social media, even though they're, they look like they have it all together there. I see it in, I see it in the pictures. I see the pain. It's and life. so it's life. No matter what pictures you see, nobody's life is perfect. You have that moment of, you know, exhilaration. You're winning an award. You're in the Olympics. Well, we should be smart enough to know that there's so much life that gets you to that point. I mean, we watch the, the Olympics, we watch the stories, the grit, the grind of getting to that point, even getting into the Olympics or whatever it is, you know, it's not, you just wake up and every day is a piece of cake. And then I love to see though, what you're about to tell us is how you go from that to continue on with your life and finding that purpose and finding what it is you're meant to do because that happened, turning those lemons into lemonade. Cause I don't think there are any lemons. I think they're all meant for a reason and you have proved that. Exactly. And so once I really started to take charge and have a voice for myself and my health and really advocate for myself in many different ways, not only on a personal level, I started to create boundaries and Mm -hmm. I actually got therapy. Um, I got Mm -hmm. in community with other people that were like minded. I found a better circle of people to hang around with. Um, My mother was just an incredible life changer for me during that time. As I, you know, I searched for my first apartment in a wheelchair and, you know, so it just, I'm a diversity and inclusion consultant and and I advocate for uh, diversity, equity, inclusion and accessibility. Now I was in a wheelchair and so I know how that feels when people look down at you and that you just feel so different. And even at that young age, so that kind of has fueled me forward in the work that I do today. I think the biggest thing is really power of knowledge, standing up for yourself. I, I, want, I had a voice that I never thought I had and I started to use it and start saying no to things that didn't serve me and started saying yes. That's to really important. That 
No is just as important as yes. And sometimes more important to say no to the wrong things. So what ultimately got you out of that wheelchair and back to you're in great shape. You are running again and doing marathons, but you were in that wheelchair. I love that you are a proactive with your health. People are that so much more now too. I mean, everybody's a Google doctor, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's important. Are you getting a diagnosis no matter what it is? We're looking it up ourselves and we can scare ourselves half the time. But I like that you went that holistic. Let's fuel the body better. And when you think about it, what 22 year old unless they're like professional athletes like you were is really fueling their body the best way they can when i was in dancing and all the the ballerinas and all that you think they were great shape but really the most malnourished people i've ever met is those dancers and ballerinas and you know i don't know how they stay up all day you know well i know how they stay up all day but i mean just even just last through their their adolescence because they're not fueling their body well most of them so how did you get up out of that wheelchair and you are running again and showing others how to do it on steroids, but not really on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have been I have been uh, asked about that before, but no, I do not. All natural. So I think the pivotal point for me was when they tried to kick me out of the military. When they oh. said the medication was disqualifying, was when I said, "Wait a minute, there has to be a better way." My the pill box that I had was this big. It was bigger than my head. AM and PM. I took more medication to offset the the horrible holes and ulcers that I had um, from the harsh medication that I was taking. And wow. so the 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 time that the medication was disqualifying and my military career was over, that's when I said, wait a minute, there has to be a better way. So I worked with my doctors safely and got off of all the medication. And that was that was destroying my body. Right. And so I when I could barely walk. Now I lived in a a two-story carriage house at the time and the kitchen was downstairs and the living room and the bedroom was upstairs. I couldn't walk. I literally crawled down face first into the kitchen because there wasn't an elevator and I couldn't walk, right? So I had to in order to eat. And so that really was a survival technique. But then I said, hey, doc, there's got to be other medications. There's got to be another way. So it, it took an entire year I got off of all the medication. I was able to save my military career. I started moving. I started walking when I could barely, when it hurt, when I I didn't want to. I was overweight. I was unhealthy because I had to take all this medication. And I just started one step at a time. And then it was one light post at a time, one stop sign at a time, and then one mile at a time. Took an entire year and I started moving and I started new, really putting good nutrition in my body and getting a re- getting the right mindset. And so that is where if you were to unpeel that layer and really start at the foundation, this is what I teach is a courage continuum. It's the cruise beyond limits courage continuum that is five core competencies that really build on each other to be able to get back up from any situation. Yeah, right. And so I'm proud to say that to date, I have, it took me an entire year, but I've run 26 marathons, a 50 mile race, and I do not take ibuprofen to this day, nor let alone any other medication. I love that. I love that. Proactive. And the fact that now you're doing what I always tell people to do is reach back behind you and help others succeed as well. Cause you went through that for a reason. I love you didn't get kicked out. You found a way to rectify the situation and saying, no, I'm not getting kicked out. I'm taking care of this. And if there's a way, I'll figure it out. And sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. And if there wasn't, you would have found a plan B and moved on. But you really were 
proactive on yourself. Let me ask you this. Who was your biggest supporter during that time? Were you completely alone? I know you were saying you, you were being abused at the time. So who was your biggest supporter and how did they help the most? My mother, really. Uh, my mother is just, she's incredible. I'm actually on a trip with her right now. We took an annual trip. She has really been my inspiration. She has always put health and wellness at the forefront. And I didn't always listen in the, you know, as a child and as a, as a teenager. And now she runs half marathons. We're actually running the Key West half marathon this weekend. Look at here you in Key West. I love so it. she has just been my light, my energy, my hero. And she was there every step of the way. And she gave me hope. And, you know, she drove me around. She helped me just really not take no for an answer. She was willing to take me to the Cleveland Clinic. We were this close to going to the Cleveland Clinic and saying like, hey, there's there's something. This isn't right. Right. And so she helped me find that voice. So really a big supporter. So if your mom could give other supporters one piece of advice, because it seems like you were you were really willing to find out, but you really were being proactive. It wasn't like we had to drag you over the threshold. No, don't take no for an answer. You didn't want to take no for an answer. But there's a lot of supporters out there that maybe they're trying to help somebody that they know there could be more to their life. They know they can get up out of their wheelchair, whether it's physical or just spiritual or just mental wheelchair of life. What do you think your mom would say to give the supporters a piece of advice that if you're trying to help someone you love get out of a funk, get out of a dark space, what do you think she would say? Oh, gosh. What do you think worked for you when you were going through that? Maybe you lost hope along the way. And she said that one thing or did that one thing is that you're right. I'm not giving up. Really is give people love and, and empathy because you might not know what's going on. I look a certain way, right? And you can't, And rheumatoid arthritis is autoimmune, right? And so you don't, I deal with it. I still live with this diagnosis every single day, but it doesn't define me. And so, so many times as supporters or as friends or family members or spouses of those that live with a disease, whether it be a mental, mental health, physical health, maybe it, I, 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 suffered from cancer as well. So oh, I'm, wow. I'm a cancer. Yeah. So, you know, if, if I'm, I'm a messenger, right. You of are. resilience. And so regardless, many times we can't see what's going on in someone's mm-hmm. heart and in their, in their body. And if they say that they're hurting or if they're acting in a way that they need help, we have addiction in our family as well. So I think that's where a lot of her empathy comes where yeah. it, it, it's just, we want to give love. We want to give love and compassion and empathy. And many times people just need to be heard and they need to be able to have the space to have a voice Mm -hmm. so that they can live their best life. And chances are, you know, we all know our body the best, right? And so if there's something not right and we can communicate it, be there to listen. And you said two things. What type of cancer did you have? Melanoma. Did you? Because I was because you said autoimmune, and I had the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is also autoimmune, yeah. and so I wasn't sure it was like in the similar similar um, family. But one other question um, on this topic is: All right, now you've got your mom. It so- sounds a little similar to my story, where my mom was with me through all my really hard times before. Then she ended up dying of cancer, but she was with me through my divorce and my escaping domestic violence, and I couldn't have done it without her. For sure. So I hear this one little spot here that we need to hear about some success because I work with a lot of women that are either trying to escape domestic violence or, or are trying to, I'm trying to help women avoid it too. But 
during that time, how did you escape it? Because now he's not in your life anymore, correct? Correct. So Yes, well, I'm, I'm married to an amazing man now who is so loving and supportive. And so how did I get out? I actually wrote letters. So this is one thing that I always tell my clients, write down your feelings, write down your emotions mm. so that when you go in to a conversation or a situation, you're going at it at a, with an unbiased approach, right? And you take your emotions out of it. So you're speaking facts. And so I wrote a lot of letters. I, I would hide in the closet. To and him write. or to yourself? To him. As you wrote, so you're in the situation and you're journaling letters to him. Yes. Okay, keep going. This is good. Yes. And sometimes that way you get your words out and you can process. And that's mm-hmm. why I love journaling. That's why I publish my my journal. And it's it's just been so powerful. And so if you can get all of your emotions out, sometimes it's not all, I call it spaghetti brain, all right, right. here, very clouded. We tend to cloud our judgment when it's just all there stuck and reeling like a reel. Mm-hmm. So when we can get it out, it's a, it helps the brain and the pace of your emotions really slow down and process what's really going on to see it from a different perspective. Okay. That's step one. All right. What's step two? Step two. I had to lie a little bit. I actually went to therapy. Yeah. I I had to. Do what you got to do. Get out of this. I literally needed help. When you deal with narcissistic behavior and the ego, you think everything is wrong with you. Exactly. I thought everything was wrong with me and I could never, I was never going to amount to anything. Mm -hmm. I was never going to be with anybody else because I was. And all the anger is your fault. You make them mad. Yep. All the things. Yep. All right. So you lied. And what did you lie about? I said I was going to dinner with friends and I ended up going to therapy. Good for you. Good for you. How long did therapy take? I know everybody's is different, but you're going from wheelchair being abused to getting up walking running marathon so when did this exit happen because i really want to take this this one home and land this for people yeah it was about three or four months what after you got out of the wheelchair yes okay so you're out it was of the around the same time so it was gosh it was in 2007 okay six it was after the wheelchair but that was it I'd have to look at the time. I'd have to look really in general. Oh, that's this one general. So you're getting help. You're getting therapy. Now you're finding um, cures for your physical body. And now, because I know you do work on mindset, you're you're standing up and you're back, you know, standing upright and being able to get down the stairs and get food. Did that help you feel like more self-esteem or self-assurance that this now relationship was dragging you down and you wanted to get out? Or did you always want to get out? Now you're just figuring out getting more bravery muscles. I think I found some bravery um, in that moment because I I really, before, even as a professional dancer, professional dancer, professional athlete, a runner, it is a very personal uh, sport, right? And it doesn't require a voice. I'm supposed to look good and be arm candy and, Mm -hmm. you know, be fully made up. And, you know, I still wear, you know, full hair and makeup. I'm fully made up all the time. And it's just a part of my being. But I think at the time, I just thought I needed to look good. And I didn't have the voice to, to back it up. 
And so that is really, truly where I found my voice. And that's where now you really can't shut me up. And I, I'm just all of me and this is it. So (laughs) I love it. I love it. So your step two of journaling now, and I love that you have your journal book also on Amazon. We'll talk about that. I'm going to put your website up one more time as well. Uh, crystalacruz.com. Go get her, go get her programs and go get her book. So now the piece de resistance, you're journaling, you're writing him letters. And I know what it's like to leave a narcissist because I escaped domestic violence and I did lie to get out. I said I was just going for a drive and I finally ran to a hotel and I didn't look back. That started all the stalking that it was not easy after that. That just started all the process. But you do what you got to do as a woman to be safe. So now you're journaling. What did you do? Did you give them the letters? Did you do this in person? Because I'm really concerned women want to leave for them to be safe. Yes, I, I did not give them the letter, give him the letters. I, I didn't. And, but it, it really just meant so much to me to get it out. Of I knew that whatever, I was always going to be the villain and I still am. And you might be watching this, you know, I'll still be the villain. And, and we're always going to be the villain in someone's story. And, mm-hmm. and that's okay. And I really just knew that I wanted more for my life. And so I did it in person. And in, in fact, this was the hard part is we actually lived together for an entire month still after we lived in two separate bedrooms. We went two separate ways and that was, that was very challenging time, but it it was what was necessary at the time to, uh, to make it through. And you're safe and you, you now have a happy relationship and a great guy. And don't you feel like, I remember when I got out of mine, I wanted two things. I wanted to laugh and not cry. And I wanted to feel beautiful about myself again, because I was like, you know, as the dancer, the singer, the actress, and I got into this abusive relationship where we're so jealous and always downing. And you're realizing, you know, if you're always mad, I'm always doing everything wrong. Why did you marry me? You know, it just, you start getting this like no self-esteem. And once you come out of it, you just want to feel like a human again. You just want to have some fun because it's such a dark place to be. So um, what helped you then go be able to accept, like I talked to women, you have to really have that mindset. You deserve someone good in your life. You deserve your Prince Charming where you're their Princess Charming or Queen Charming. Whatever you would say, you compliment each other. You're each other's best friend. You lo- love life together. And it's not one lording over the other, whichever one it may be. So how did you come to a place where you were able to say, yeah, I deserve this and accept this new wonderful person into your life? It was a lot of unlearning. Oh, that's good word. Unlearning. Yes. So it wasn't like you get to learn, you had to unlearn. Very good. I like that word. A lot of unlearning. And that's a lot of what I help women do, actually, is unlearn some of the the things. Actually, and men too. I do this, do this in my yeah. work with teams is is really unlearning some of the rules that we grew up with. And the, in the formative years, whether it be as a child, as a teenager, or even in a previous marriage or even those at work. I help so many people get out of toxic leadership situations as well. And so I think the biggest thing for me is I spent a lot of time, I spent six years single in my thirties or in my twenties, right? My late twenties. And I didn't meet my husband until I was 30. And so I traveled, I ran marathons, I volunteered. I just found myself. And I found my own voice and my own purpose. And I got my master's degree. I traveled all over. I, you know, I just kept pouring in and finding the new version of me. Good to you. So good. So good. All right. Before we talk about a little bit more, before we close up, 
where you're going, how, how are you helping people now? Because this is so exciting, so helpful to so many. What is one or two things that you you really see you're kind of universal, universal that most people that are in these type of situations, mostly women too, that we need to unlearn? What are some of those things that you help us unlearn? <sighs> okay. Maybe the so, one, maybe one. I know you probably go on forever. All the things we depends on what family situation where you are. But what's one of the maybe the most common thing you have to help people unlearn? I call them the OPOs. OPOs, okay. The OPOs, the other people's opinions. Ooh, like belly buttons. They all got one. <laughs> okay. Yes, this is my most favorite thing to to help people unlearn is that not everyone is in your inner circle. Not everyone is on your team. And when we sacrifice our pieces of ourselves to live a life for someone else, Ooh. according to their rules, according to their thought of what your life should be like, that's when we slowly die inside. Interesting. Interesting. Crystal, you said you got your master's degree. All right, what'd you get it in? So I have an MBA. It's in entrepreneurial studies. Nice, because you're, you're very wise. And I could see, I didn't know if maybe it was in psychology or human behavior, because you're very wise. These are really good points. I love that you're helping, helping people unlearn. It sounds like you've got a really good system to take people, not just, I see, I meet so many people that are not on my show, obviously, but just out there, you know, we're all on these apps and hear a lot of people talk and it's a lot of fluff and it's a lot of just get up, make it happen, but it's just the fluffy stuff. And I love when I meet people like you and you're the type of people I bring onto the show that have the tacticals. Like it is not easy. It, this is what you need to know. Here's some systems that'll help you. Because I know when you go through a mental health um, counseling and therapy, you need tools to make it through tough times. You can't just say, just cheer up. You know, here's the tools of grieving a loss. Here's the steps. Just like whether it's alcoholism, there's a 12 step program there's programs you have to go through with other people with a community and we can't just leave people out there just say well you should just be happy or you just gotta wake up happy and just face the day and i'm hearing so many great tactic tools from you and i know you have so much more to give your clients so tell us and tell everybody's listening watching what's next where and how can people tap into your community and your brilliance and your help if they're resonating with this conversation and wanting more from you which i hope they do Yes, thank you. And thank you for that, those kind words. Uh, so my wisdom actually does come from certifications in diversity, equity, and inclusion, emotional intelligence. I went through Georgetown. I'm also certified to, oh. to help with temperament, personality, communication styles. So it is a lot of psychology. And I've been building strategic level DEI programs for the last five plus years now. And um, so high level, very strategic plans. Nice. And so that's where a lot of my wisdom has come to be able to break down what happens in, in psychology and in human behavior. So that, and I've kind of brought that to the health and wellness space to be able to tell this story and be able to give tactical tips and strategies, right? Not only as an individual, but as a leader, whether it be a business owner, a leader in an organization, maybe your church, or maybe just the leader of your household. Right. Yeah. So that is, I think, just so important. So and then also in teams and groups and companies and large organizations, I've, I've trained hundreds of thousands of people. Oh, right. Great. And it's just so incredible to see this transformation of people understanding 
their brain and how they show up in the world and how they can communicate more effectively with others. So I just wanted to share that because yeah. that is a part of is a, emotional intelligence and knowing oneself. And I do a lot of values and vision work and manifestation, all of that. It's not, it's very tactical. Like you said, it's not like positivity, right? It's it's very (laughs) structured. And I love that you go for the military because if we're going to learn strategies, time-saving, you know, tips, we're going to learn from somebody that's come for the military because your time's not your own. You've got 30 seconds to get things done. And you can really learn a lot about discipline from anybody that's come out of the the military because there's structure to that. There's a certain type of person that even enlists in the military. So I'm always talking to people about take advice from people who are where you want to be or you resonate with that is already at that point that you need to get to. And then you topple on top of that, Crystal, or what you've been through, like getting out of that wheelchair, self-diagnosing, making yourself better, taking the diagnosis from the doctor, then adding on to it, being more proactive and just getting off the medicines where you could have stayed, where you got the diagnosis, okay, here's your meds, get out of the, the military, stay on the meds and that could have been it, at least you'd be alive and you know what the diagnosis, but you didn't stay there. So anybody that wants to know how to overcome whatever it is, absolutely could come to you because you've been there, done that, and put on top of that, Crystal R, you've got degrees and certifications and training and education, the list goes on. So with that, if they're listening in, if you're listening on the podcast side of this and you're not seeing her, go watch her on the YouTube, on my Ramagary YouTube to see her beautiful face, see her smile. And her website is Crystal or Cruise, but it's Crystal or with a K. So K-R-Y-S-T-A-L-O-R-E, Cruise with a C. C-R-E-W-S dot com. We'll put that in the descriptions. We'll put that everywhere. So as we close up Crystal or if this is resonating, where's the first stop they can go to say, I just want to talk to you. I want to follow you. I want to have more of your insights. What should they just go to your website? Yes. Just go to my website. There's plenty of ways to contact me, reach out. I'm on all the socials as well. So whatever, you know, really the most powerful thing you can do is just send me a direct message, send me a message on my website or on Instagram and just say, Hey, this resonated with me. I need help in this area. What's happening? Because I have several (laughs) programs. I have an amazing community of supportive, engaging, just we cheer each other on, we hold each other accountable. And it's just a beautiful place to be, to be able to level up your health, your wellness, your leadership, your business, your fitness, whatever that is that you're working on. I love that. Well, I'm going to give him a little extra juice to add on to that. When you DM her, tell her you you met her on Get Celebritized and she'll treat you extra special and she'll DM you back extra fast. So say, hey, I heard you on Get Celebritized because, you know, her friends are my friends, my friends are your friends, and we really take care of each other's own. So let her know you're already part of the family by being part of this show, hearing her, seeing her, and supporting in that way. And if you know somebody that needs help, Crystal Laura is such an easy person to talk to. She's a real friend to all of us and she'd be the type be happy to just chime in and listen to you if you're one of those supporters of somebody going through something tough because i truly believe crystal or as i know you do as well it takes a village not just to raise children but to raise human beings to be in this world together and i learned that even more so during the pandemic when everybody was taken away from each other thank god for apps like clubhouse where you and i met we all built these global relationships from our bedroom and our bathrooms and our offices and our PJs because the world said sorry you guys can't see each other anymore but 
the audio app said, yeah, well, we're going to talk to each other. Watch this. And now we're all real friends. And we're all really part of each other's villages. So it's so cool. All right, Crystal R., you have been amazing. Closing words. Give us one piece of advice to anyone listening that needs that extra get up and go right now today to make this day better than it's been in a very long time. What say you? I would love to share my brand is Cruise Beyond Limits. And so my encouragement to you today is Cruise Beyond the Limits, the limits that other people, places, things, society place on you, but also Cruise Beyond the Limits, the ones that we place on ourselves. So get out, move today, start today. Don't wait till Monday. I love that. And OPO, other people's opinion, doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. Get those out of there. Crystal, thank you so much. So excited for you to be here on this show. We've got more in store with you coming forward. You are amazing. Thank you. Thank you for utilizing your life, your testimonials, your struggles, your triumphs with the world. You're amazing. CrystalorCruz.com. Go check her out. Thank you so much. Because if you guys want to earn more, live more, live bigger, live more vivaciously and be able to give back more, you are in the right place. Make sure that you keep on listening to Get Celebritized to meet more people like Crystal R. Cruz here to help you serve, thrive this life. Thank you, Crystal R. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. See you next time on Get Celebritized. Thanks for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. We hope this episode inspires you to earn more, live more, and give back more. To learn more about Araya, visit her website, arayamagarry.com. And make sure to follow her at Araya McGarry Productions on Instagram. And join her on Clubhouse at Celebritize Your Business. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry.